Hey there, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to talk about the listening section. And I actually recorded an episode yesterday, but I I didn't realize the mic was not plugged in. So the voice just sounded horrible. And I realized, no, I can't. I can't post an episode like this. So here we are recording it again. And I actually think it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, whenever you teach information like this on a podcast, the information sinks in much better. So it actually end up be end up may end up being a benefit um because I I get to practice the information once again much better. So I recommend you do that as well. Start your own podcast and if a podcast is not recorded because you forgot or the mic is not plugged in, See it as an opportunity to practice your skills and process all the information even better by doing it again. So anyways, that's not what we're going to be talking about. Today we're going to be talking about the listening section and how to score high in the listening section. So recently I've been practicing for the listening section. I've been taking, you know, different, I've been watching different videos about how to score high and overall all of the tips are generally very helpful. Today what I actually try to do is that I challenge myself to listen to all of the lectures at a higher speed, at a you know 1.5 to 1.25 because that forces me to write down faster. And I also noticed that when I use a thin marker, I usually understand my notes much better. So maybe that's something that you can try. So anyways, one of the key te- key, te- <laughs> key tips for the listening section is to predict questions. Because if you can predict questions, then you're likely to get the same questions later on and you know exactly what to talk about. So one of the main questions that you'll get in the listening section is just purpose questions or just content questions. These are questions that ask you about the main purpose of some of something. So in a lecture, you're almost always going to be asked, what is the lecture mainly about? What is the lecture mainly about? And here's the strategy. This question is usually, but not always, answered at the very beginning of a lecture when the professor says, okay, class, Today we're going to be talking about this and this and that. Or they may start by saying, so last class we reviewed about... Today we will talk about... And that's when you know, oh, that's a sign of what they... Now he's telling me or she's telling me what they will... What the class will be about, what the lecture will be mainly about. And once you hear the professor saying, today we will talk about this, then you write that down on your notes as a question mark and as something that you need to, uh, as information that's important. Then you write down what the professor says. If the professor says, um, I don't know, we're going to talk about the different types of fish, you write down two keywords, types fish, with a question mark so you know that this is a question that you'll be asked later on. And now in the conversation, in the conversation part, you're going to be asked about what is the student's purpose or why does the student go to the office or why does the student um, go to the professor to speak. And here, 
the guide or the tip to guide yourself about whether or not you should write down is to listen out for the students saying, I'm looking for or I want to. That's when you know, oh, that's the main purpose. Because then in the conversation, they're going to start talking about other topics. They will digress from the topic. But the main topic, the main reason is usually stated right in the beginning. So, for example, one of the lectures that I, no, it was not a lecture, it was, it was a conversation, said something like this. I wanted to know if I can change my door room. That's what the student said. So the key word here is I want, and the, the, the key trigger, I should say, is I want, and the keywords would be change door room, change door room. And then you've got different questions, like you, you have two options that were very, very similar. One of them is she wants to be reassigned to another door room. And the other option was she's looking for a roommate that matches her schedule. Although option D was true, she never explicitly stated that she wanted a roommate that matches her schedule. So if it's not explicitly stated, if it's not stated, especially in the beginning, it's probably a sign that this is not the correct answer. It should be stated explicitly. So look, take a look at your notes and see, okay, what keywords do I have? Change door room. So it's likely that number A is the correct answer. Now, as I said, in the lecture, you're going to be asked, that the professor will usually mention it in the beginning. So be on the lookout for that. Already expect that question to come up. So for example, the, the professor may start his lecture by saying, Let's begin our analysis of Edgar Allan Poe's about the Maskey, about his story of the Maskey of the Red Death. So here what you need to write down is analysis, Edgar Allan, story if you want. These three words, you don't need to write the, the entire thing because they're not going to ask you about what was the name of the story, Edgar Allan, no. You want to write down the two keywords, usually a verb and a noun. Analysis is the key word here. So then in the question, what is the lecture mainly about, you will see that the questions that you can get are, what is the different options are? Number one, a study, what is the lecture mainly about? Number one, a study on Edgar Allan Poe. Number two, an analysis of a story of Edgar Allan Poe. Number three, a summary of Allan Poe. Number four, an analytic approach to Prince Prosp. But now, since you already have the keyword, which was analysis of a story, you know that, oh, it's option number two. Now, there are other tips that you can use to use them as a guide or as a trigger to know when someone will ask you a question or when, no, not, not when they will ask you a question, but when the professor will say something important. There are four things. We've already covered number one, which was when the professor says, today we'll talk about this, or when a student says, I want to, that's the trigger number one, because you know you'll be asked a question about this later on. So then you've already got, you've already got one question. And then another signal that, that usually indicates that someone will ask a question is when a student asks a question. When a student asks a question. If a student asks a question, that happens about one or two times, I'd say two times in every lecture, that's a sign that they will mention important information. And it's possible that that question is then asked in the listening section. 
Though, just so you know, that may be possible. When a student asks a question, that may be a sign that, oh, they will mention that important information later on. And just like a student may indicate that this question may be asked to you later on, the professor also sometimes asks himself or herself a question. Like for example, the professor might say, so what's the moral of the story? That death is inevitable. So then you know, oh, the professor asked a question to himself. So I know that I write down death inevitable because then they're going to ask me, hey, what did the professor say about what's the moral of the story? The inevitability, the inevitability of death. So that's so you know. The two other ways or signals that something important will be mentioned is when a professor asks a question or when a student asks a question. Another sign that indicates that someone may be, this, the professor is going to use or say important information is when the professor pauses. When the professor pauses, that's a sign that, oh, he will now mention something important. When you hear a pause, that's a signal for new information. So for example, if a professor starts by saying, okay, so that's a sign that they will now mention important information. Um, or for example, an example in here. Sometimes professors make a pause before they mention something important. So in one of the questions in the lecture was about why does the professor decide not to draw a diagram? And the way she said that was, see, I don't think I need to draw a diagram because you have this in your reading assignment. So in the moment when she says, see, she pauses and that's a sign that mm, they're going to mention some important information later on. So that's another sign. And then another thing that indicates whether a speaker will, whether the lecturer will mention something important is when they use transition words like at first or in the beginning or, or I don't know, let's start. That's an indicator that, oh, they will mention something important. And now I also realized while I was practicing with some lectures that when a professor mentions uh, a number, like for example, there are three types of columns. That's a sign that it can be really helpful for you to write it down because then they'll ask you about one of these three different columns and now you can structure your sheet of paper into that. So we've covered the five different factors that determine whether or not you should write something down. Well, and the last one was to listen out for transition words. Now let's talk about attitude questions because that's one type of questions where the speaker may or where the, where the where the examiner asks you what is the professor's attitude and you usually are able to get that question by listening to the tone to the tone of voice of the professor or by paying attention to the keywords that they use so pay attention because once you realize okay what is the professor's attitude check was this word actually mentioned? So, for example, one of the questions was, what is the professor's attitude about Howell's, I don't know, something? And we've got four different options. Number one, he thinks Howell's background is not important. And this is incorrect because he never said, oh, no, this is not important. This is not important. Oh, wait, he actually said, before we 
and we need to talk about the background of Howard. But before we do that, let's talk about the no, 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 no. So then the question was, what is the professor's attitude? Number one, he thinks Howell's background is not important. He never mentioned. If you hear words like, mm, that's not really important, then yes, then this may be correct. But you never heard. I don't think that's important. The second question, he wants to emphasize Howell's achievement. He never mentions the word achievement. So that's a sign that if you don't hear the word, that's probably a sign that this is incorrect. Number three, he thinks students should talk about their opinion first. He never asks about the opinions of students. He never mentions the students in the first place. And number four, he needs to explain other things first. That is actually the incorrect, incorrect thing because it mentions the word but. So by listening out to these transitioning words like but before we do that, it indicates that he needs to explain something. Okay, now we move on to function words. And these questions always ask you, why does the professor say this? Or why does the student say this? And the clue here is that you will usually get these questions when you when something or when a specific clip is replayed. So in the replay part, what I would recommend you listen out for is for keywords or for the overall intonation. So if in the professor, the professor mentions something like, let me give you an example, that may indicate that he wants to explain something. So for example, one of the examples in the reading, in the listening passage was, why does the professor say, let me give you an example here. Option A was, he's talking about economy, he, he's, he thinks his lecture is too factual. It never mentioned anything about being too factual. In fact, it's the economy is not factual at all. It's mostly relative. Number B, he wants to correct his afore, aforementioned statement. No, he never mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That wasn't correct. Number C, he realizes that additional explanation is required. Yeah, that is true because that's the reason why he's giving an example. He wants to clarify and explain something in more detail. And number D, he wants to confirm the student's understanding. He never said. Does everybody understand this? He never said that. So that is incorrect. Now, another trick that you'll see in the listening question is that two answers are usually very, very similar. And you are on the fence whether it's one answer or the other. And the key tip to ask yourself and to clear that doubt is to ask yourself, what was actually mentioned? Which words were actually clearly mentioned. So, for example, I recently listened to a, well, a conversation between a librarian and a man. And the librarian said something like, I think I've made my, my, I think I've made my point quite clear here. Now, why does she say this? That was the question. The reason she said this was to say that she is, is clear and she will not budge or make an exception. And two of the questions that I was on the verge was I was on the fence where number one she wants the man to leave to the library and D she's not going to change her decision the correct answer was D but the reason why I was thinking it was A was because the woman she said something almost like in a very rude way but here she never explicitly told the man I want you to leave so that's something to listen out for and now you've also got detailed questions. These are the most 
type of most common type of questions and they're usually between one to two yeah one to two for each passage and the key or the strategy to identify these types of questions is to ask or to write down the most important information to write down the keywords and if you don't remember a specific word just look at the context because all of the words all of the all of the general um all of the general ah i lost my train of thought all of the general questions will be written in order and that's why it's key it can be very helpful to put your questions in order or to write your notes in order because question one will be about uh, the the first things that the professor mentioned number two will be about the second things that the professor mentioned you will not get uh, question one asking about one of the last things that the professor say they will be in order so if you know this you can then take a look at your notes and almost guess based on their content so for example one of the questions was why does the librarian point out the history section to the student and you've got different options she wants to point out the closest area to the copyright machine Number B, she assumes that he'll need to do research there. Number C, the student is looking for a book he used at his last school. And these students sometimes mistakenly assume that the section contains literature books. And here, the thing to listen out for is that the librarian never mentions anything about copyright. He never mentions anything about his last school. And he never really mentioned something about literature books. Maybe she mentioned the word once, but it was she didn't really elaborate on that but she did mention the word research quite a lot she said something like you'll probably need to do a lot of research or yeah students need to do a lot of research so that's when you know mm, if it was mentioned it's probably a sign that it's option b because the word research was mentioned quite a lot of times so i think we've covered pretty much everything and now another important thing is when you take down notes only take down notes on the important things keywords keywords are key and something that's also important is to not get you know trapped or or, or getting stuck on a thought like oh no i missed this or i haven't finished this usually chances are that whenever you think that way you're missing an information that's important and all the information that you're ruminating about that you think you didn't get is usually not important some people freak out when they miss a detail but chances are that that information is not even going to be asked to you so really there's no need to worry about minor detail because TOEFL does not want to test your memory skill it just wants to know if you understand the section so really stay present and write only the keywords there's no need for abbreviations you can just learn to shorten your words and write shorter or maybe use symbols like for arguments about plus and minus use uh, plus and minus or for consequences shorten it to cons and stay present your mind is going to be like hey i want this to finish this lecture is boring but tell your mind to calm down because this will end very very soon the listening Will be the listening section will be over before you know it so stay calm and stay present and enjoy it because you're practicing your english and you're you you've got the skills you've got everything you need to succeed having said that i hope you have a wonderful day and i'll talk to you soon